Another swing, another miss for Michigan State football recruiting in the linebacker department. Also, hey, over at Northwestern, do we want any players that could possibly be leaving? And then, yes, we open up the mailbag. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your day with us here at Locked on Spartans. Your team in green and white whenever news breaks, or hey, whenever you have a question for us to answer at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. We've been getting so many questions, I'm sorry it's taken a while to get to some of them. But hey, you know, I got one today that we're going to hit immediately off this first segment. But hey, before we get to that, please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast. All right. Let's get off and running, and hey, if you want to start this show off with some good news here, then I'd suggest you find another episode of this program, because hey, you know what, we've had a lot of good episodes full of joy lately, but we got to start this off with uh, talking about recruiting, because Kamar Mathudi, top 250 player out of the state of California, just like his other Californian friend, Dylan Williams, a four-star linebacker, well, Kamar Mathudi's a four-star linebacker, and well, yeah, he is... Uh, He's also going to Oregon as well, and uh, well, why I have an issue with that is because, well, I I read the YouTube comments, all right? I get your emails. I've been saying Oregon, Ron, this whole time. I'm trying to say Oregon, all right? So that's reason number one, because i got to keep saying that state's name incorrectly over and over again. Whatever, enough about my problems. Uh, well, here's the issue. It's because, well, okay, <laughs> Uh, that's another really good player that Michigan State had on for an official visit that is going elsewhere, staying on the West Coast in Kamar and Dylan Williams' case. Are we starting to get worried about linebacker recruiting? Um, this is a rhetorical and or non-rhetorical question. I'll let you guys decide this, but I'm going to speak on it here. Look, Michigan State, hey, they got a really good, really good linebacker last year in Jordan Hall. I mean, I, this is a kid that I think can contribute immediately his true freshman season. And how many times can you say that about a linebacker? It's a, here's a hint. It's it's not a lot. But, boy, uh, in the Mel Tucker era, the Scotty Hazleton era, Ross Ells, if you want to tie him in as well, it, it's been a little dry in the linebacker department. It, it's been Jordan Hall in 2023, Ma'anao Teote in 2021, which, hey, a four-star kid from California. Yeah, that's, that's a great guy to get. Really wish we got one of those in this cycle, but, you know, yeah, there's five months until signing day, but also, hey, you know, Ma could turn out to be a really good player. I think this will be a make-or-break season for him. Regardless, hey, that that was all the way back in 2021, all right? We're starting to talk about 2020, sorry, 2024 recruiting right now. And also, Quavion Carter, if you want to tie him in as well, he could be a safety or a linebacker, but regardless... Guys, that's not a lot of names I just listed for linebackers Michigan State has landed since Mel Tucker has taken over. Now, let me hit pause here. I'm not trying to, you know, spoil, you know, <sighs> had to choose my words carefully there, uh, defecate on Mel Tucker and his recruiting acumen. Again, guys, I mean, we've talked about this time to time again last few weeks. Recruiting is in a pretty healthy place, all things considered, at Michigan State. All right, I want to get that out but it's just specifically at the linebacker position should we be a little worried i mean personally yeah it's not a lot of names and also it would be call me old-fashioned here it'd be really nice to have top 250 players like dylan williams like kamar Mathudi commit to michigan state now 
Again, there's a lot of time left until signing day. It is pretty, maybe not unusual, but interesting. Interesting is the word I'll choose that. Dylan Williams and Kamar Masudi both play the same position, both linebacker. And yes, there can be multiple linebackers on the field, but interesting that both are choosing to go to Oregon in the same cycle. But then again, they're, they're, they're pretty good friends. And... Oregon's a pretty good program, so hey, maybe Michigan State can flip one of these kids, but again, that's not something I'm going to hold out a ton of hope for. It's just interesting to see what the future is going to look like. It would have been really nice to stack Jordan Hall with a Mathuti or with a Dylan Williams in back-to-back classes, and right now, I mean, hey, there's no secret that the transfer portal could very well be an option, but maybe it's a thing where, I don't know, like kind of like how Darius Snow came here as a safety and then worked his way up weight-wise and ability-wise into the linebacker role. I-, I could see that with Reggie Powers in this class, and maybe by 2026, if you will, that he moves into that linebacker role. Now, whether it's by skill or whether it's by necessity because there's no one else in the linebacker room, we'll have to wait and see to figure out what that's going to be. But, yeah, that- that's where Michigan State's at with linebackers right now. I Hey, hope that Mathuti or Williams... Flip their commitment, but yeah, so that's just the latest in MSU recruiting news. Now, let's go down to Evanston really quick, and I don't have to tell you everything that's going on in Northwestern. Odds are, if you have even heard of what the news is, odds are you know what's going on at Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald, he is fired after a laundry list of reports that, hey, there's an hazing, there's been racist remarks, there's been abuse in the locker room, and Fitzgerald had to have known about it. Got fired, all right? So, first and foremost, I, I want to put my human hat on, all right? I feel incredibly for all the victims. I mean, these are crass things being said. If even half of what's being said is true, which odds are it, it more than half is true, then yes, it's, it's horrible, and Pat Fitzgerald should be removed from his role. Now, let me put my stupid college football fan hat on right now, because... <laughs> Ah, scandal, you say. Well, that sounds like a lot of players are going to be leaving your program. Do we want any? And Jeff writes the question again at LockdownSpartans at gmail.com. Does Northwestern have any players worth poaching if they decide to enter the transfer portal or if recruits decommit? Hope you are enjoying your summer. Jeff, I hope you are enjoying yours more. Thank you very much. So, um, when I got this email, off the top of my head, I was like, probably not. I mean, it's Northwestern for crying out loud, but... Hey, according to Rivals, last year they had the 45th ranked class in the country, which Northwestern standards, no offense, pretty good. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to rewind here. That actually, that's the fascinating thing about like this whole issue. And also, if you want to really take the clock back to the Bob Huggins issue, it's just amazing that, look, the majority of people are, are in agreement that both of these gentlemen should leave their roles. They cannot represent a university from their track record. But the minority that's very vocal and like, oh, these guys should stay. This is horrible. What's going on? It's like we're really dying on this hill and fighting tooth and nail for a football coach that just went 1-11 last year. And also, well, if you want to take it to Mountaineer country, Bob Huggins, who has a recruiting class that, like, I would have been the best player in that recruiting class. And also a guy that hasn't even made the Sweet 16 in five seasons. Whatever. Anyway, it's amazing. The Hills were dying on for coaches that are just objectively average at best. So, back to the question. Let's keep your eye on the ball, Matt. Does Northwestern have any players worth poaching? Guys, if you remember, which, honestly, I I had to refresh my memory about this. I went back and saw what their 2023 recruiting class was like. Dylan Senda 
out of Michigan. That's right, Southeast Michigan interior offensive lineman, borderline four-star kid, six foot four, two hundred seventy-five pound interior offensive lineman. He picked Northwestern, and there are a good number of people in the know in the recruiting industry that said, "Yeah, well, if it wasn't for Northwestern, Michigan State would have been the second-place team." So maybe if Dylan Senda doesn't want to stay in Evanston, if he wants to rethink some things, maybe he thinks about Michigan State. I mean, MSU already has a really solid, really solid offensive lineman class last year with Stanton Rammel, of course with Dellinger, Blackstock as well. But hey, throw Dylan Senda in the mix. Who's going to say no? Personally, me, I'm not. Uh, But also, there's another player, and this is actually something we just talked about a few minutes ago. A linebacker ended his cycle as a four-star. It is Nigel Glover outside of the great state of Ohio. Now, this one's weird. Uh, I would not get your hopes up for this one at all. But, yeah, we just talked about how, hey, maybe Michigan State could use a linebacker. And, well, it's not really working on the recruiting trail as of late. So let's go fishing maybe in the transfer portal. If, If Mr. Nigel Glover wants to put his name in the ring, this could be maybe someone that Michigan State looks at, but here's the interesting thing. Um, Michigan State never offered him in last cycle, and quite frankly, there were not a lot of offers for Nigel Glover, at least from like big Power 5 schools last year. So if I got to name names, I mean, those are the two I'm naming, but also I, I couldn't help to think of A.J. Henning. Rumor has it, people in the know have said that, hey, when it came down to receiver A.J. Henning, when he transferred out of Michigan, it was down between Northwestern, and that's ultimately where he picked. Kids from Chicago, I'm sure he was going to be heavily featured in that offense. And then Michigan State was the second-place team. And then, well, after Pat Fitzgerald, within yeah, maybe two hours, A.J. Henning just tweets out that emoji where the face is like, eh. So I'm sure he's not thrilled about what's happening over there. But at this point, if he were even to come available, I don't know if Michigan State goes and grabs him now because they were looking at one receiver. They went through a a whole list of guys and then went with Elante Brown. Or rather, Elante Brown went with him. They missed on a few guys, but still, Elante was on their short list of receivers they wanted. Along with A.J. Henning, this was after, or the Brown commitment was after A.J. went to Northwestern. So... I think that spot may be taken. So, yeah, two guys I'd keep my eye on. Dylan Senda, maybe there's a sliver of hope with that one. And then Nigel Glover, four-star linebacker, I I would call that less than a sliver of hope. But, hey, the offseason's for dreamers, and a guy can dream, and that is what I'm going to choose to do. Folks, need to talk your ear off about FanDuel Sportsbook. That's right, take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to 2 Hundred dollars. That's right. Just bet twenty bucks, and you will land two hundred dollars in bonus bets, win or lose. That is two hundred smackaroos. You could bet on everything from the money line to the over/under. Same game parlay. Who's going to hit the first home run? Alternate strikeout totals. They got every baseball bet you could want at FanDuel. And best of all, it's on an, all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. And when you win, you get paid instantly. Hey, you know what? I'm going to keep talking about this. When Ricky Fowler won the Rocket Mortgage Classic, I got my winnings on the same day. Thank you to Mr. FanDuel. There is no better place to bet than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today. Visit FanDuel.com slash lockdown and get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash lockdown. It's FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we are cracking open the mailbag again, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. Or hey, you want to reach out on Twitter, Sheehan underscore sports. You can find me there as well. For any questions about Michigan State basketball, football, Michigan State, just life in general, really locked on Spartans at gmail.com. This one came on Twitter, and I don't like this question. I love this question from Deep Water Connoisseur. Simple. True or false, the football team will be better in every position besides wide receiver and punter this year. Huh. That's a good question. You know, when you look at it like that, and I got to say, on the surface, I I do agree mostly with Deepwater Connoisseur, so I'm going to say mostly true is my short answer. When you look at it like that, God, that even just sprinkles more rays of sunlight onto the already humble slice of optimism pie we are all eating so far this offseason because I I think that it is kind of mostly true, if that makes sense. Uh, now, let's go position group by position group. Offense, quarterback, TBD, to be determined, but I got to say, I, I don't think Michigan State is going to take a step back in that position. Whether it is Caden Hauser, whether it is Noah Kim, Peyton Thorne, he, he had some really good moments here at Michigan State. He had some moments where may or may not be the reason Michigan State didn't go bowling last year. I, like, I'm not going to throw the entire season on one kid's shoulders. There was a lot of issues with Michigan State last year, but yeah, the, the, the glaring errors at the quarterback position, yeah, yeah we, we had a few too many of those last year. Now, running back, certainly. My God, certainly more talented. Uh, Jalen Berger, you all saw how he ended the season last year, November. Just an incredible run to end his season in the last five weeks. I mean, if you want to take away that Penn State game, I think he had like seven carries or something very low like that. He had an injury late in the game before that. But again, massive improvement his last month. But also speaking of improvement, I am not done talking about how important Nathan Carter and Jaron Mangum's additions to this roster are going to be for this team. These guys can run with power run with strength, and it is going to make Michigan State's running back room look quite different than it did last year. Just completely different personnel and makeup of these running backs that are going to shore up a lot of the issues Michigan State had last year. A lot of short yardage situations where our Spartans were not getting the job done whatsoever. So what do you do? Well, I'm going to take this guy that's built like an ox in Nathan Carter, and I'm going to build. I'm going to bring this guy over here that is uh, built like a statue in Jaron Mangum and bring him down for the short yardage situations. Now, wide receiver, of course, just like Deepwater Connoisseur said. Uh, right here my notes I have, absolutely not written down. I, it, it is hard to say right now as it stands that they're going to be more talented when you lose Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman. Now, can we still make it work? Well, let's, let's hold on to that thought because we got another mailbag question after this one. Now, the tight end, I think, is going to be a little 
interesting. This could be a toss-up because, look, you lost Tyler Hunt and you lost Daniel Barker, two very solid tight ends. And you replace it with Tyneel Hopper, kid from Boise State, Jalen Franklin, kid from Wisconsin. Uh, Malik Carr is going to get a lot more run this season. Maybe a young guy steps up. Uh, Brennan Parachek, early enrollee, Michael Masunas. I maybe tight end is also going to be a no as well. I, yeah, look, I, I got full faith in Tyneel Hopper. I, I do enjoy uh, what Malik Carr brings to the table, but... Tyler Hunt, Daniel Barker, solid players. So, God, I, right now I'm going to say no, they're not going to be more talented at tight end. But I could be easily convinced after like maybe two or three weeks into the season and we're starting to see some good things from these transfers and, you know, just greatness from Malik Carr as well. Now, offensive line, yeah, I, I think so here. Look, you lost Brian Green last year, Matt Carrick, and Jarrett Horst. Three guys that were fine. Fine. Uh, now, Replacing those guys, Gino Vandenmark, who, you know, former four-star kid, he is on schedule to make his impact felt this incoming season. Keyshawn Blackstock, one of the most highly sought-after junior college transfers in the nation. Brandon Baldwin, uh, and also, well, just the depth behind them as well with Christian Phillips, Kevin Wigginton, Dallas Fincher, Ashton Lepo. I'm sure I'm missing a few guys, I apologize, but the depth on the offensive line is going to be as deep as it has been in quite some time. So, yes, I'm absolutely, not just talking it through, I'm absolutely going to say it's going to be more talented on offense as well. Now, let's switch to defense here. Interior defensive line. Lost Jacob Slade. And that's a tough one. Like We're, we're not going to shake a stick at that one. But you return Derek Harmon, Simeon Barrow, you add Tumasi Adelaide, you return Maverick Hansen. A lot of beef in the interior. And also, too, like... Dre Butler, Jarrett Jackson, Jalen Sami, who I'm very high on, especially in the run defense game. So, yes, I'm going to say that's going to be an improvement at the defensive line position. Now, Edge, you return Chris Bogle, Avery Dunn, Brandon Wright, Andrew DePate by Job. I, yes, I, I think that is going to be more talented than what you had last season, especially, well, should these, these guys actually stay healthy all year. Now, linebacker, Ben Van Sumeren. Really your only loss, and look, Jacoby Winman's going to be sliding back to linebacker. Cal Halliday comes back. Darius Snow, you hope he's going to be healthy as well. Aaron Brule, I think, is a very, very underrated storyline of the offseason of his return. Maybe one of the best guys in pass coverage when it comes to the linebacker position. So, yeah, I'm going to give the nod to the linebackers are going to be better this year than they were last year. Now, the cornerback position... Look, you lost Amir Speed, which, if you watched Michigan State last year, you don't think much of that, to be quite blunt about it. Uh, but then again, sixth-round pick in the NFL draft. Like, what? Like So, yeah, we technically did lose an NFL draft pick at that position, but left a lot to be desired out there. But that's the whole cornerback position. And the guys coming back, look, we know Chuck Brantley. You hear good things about Marquis Lowry. A lot of injury issues going on there. Terry Roberts from Iowa, maybe he can help a little bit. Just give me a year of health there because I feel like we just need to know what this unit actually looks like when they are healthy. And then safety is the other one that I'm really, really puzzled about. And this is a conversation we had not too long ago with Chase Glasser of Spartans Illustrated. Because, look, you lost Xavier Henderson, and yes, he wasn't the most athletically gifted safety in the Big Ten Conference. But man, night and day when he was on the field 
versus when he wasn't when he had to miss that stretch of games with injury. I mean, a guy that was a leader on this team for how many years since he was here? But you do still have some talented safeties, right? You have Malik Spencer. You have Jaden Mangum. So young kids that are athletic, that are four-star kids, and then, well... Uh, is it going to replace everything that Xavier Henderson took with him when he left in that leadership and just that stature that he had on defense? So that one is a maybe as well. But yeah, punter, we're going to see a downgrade there. I'm sorry, Ryan Eckley. Um, You just have to fill the shoes of the best punter in the nation. It just seems like by default, punter will be going downhill a little bit. But And then kicking, good God, the only way to go is up. Now, Carter writes in a question, what is your confidence level in terms of the wide receiver group? How confident are you in Gates, Glover, Henry, a breakout season for a team that needs it? Oddly confident, I gotta say. And I, again, I I don't know if it's just that sweet June offseason air, but man, look, I... I'm not going to just double back on what we said about the wide receiver group. It will be a downgrade from where it was last year, but it can still be a group that can make the offense go, right? And I just love that the way that they're made up. You have the speed guy in Elante Brown, which was a very nice pickup in the spring transfer portal window. Like, that's your straight line, uh, streak route speed guy. All right, underneath shifty guys like Tyrell Henry, Montori Foster, you got your sure hands guy, the guy that's been here forever. Oh my God, it's third and seven. I need someone in the worst way to catch a pass. Well, I'm going to go to number 17, Trey Mosley. That's your sure hands guy. And, and, uh, just unknown, but we have some buzz here with these guys as well. Jerron Glover, hearing so many good things about Jerron Glover, you know, for this young kid out of spring practice. Antonio Gates Jr. as well. I mean, these are two kids that didn't get any run, if not no run at all, uh, last season. And also, too, I mean, sorry, I glossed right over this. Your big-bodied receiver, too, in Christian Fitzpatrick as well. I, you got a little bit of everything in that room. It's young talent. I, I do think that by the middle of the season, we're going to be looking at this unit and saying, you know what, okay, th- th- this is this is fine. We're starting to see some flashy moments here from these guys. So I am oddly confident in this wide receiver group. Again, I, I, this, this could all sound completely foolish if we get to mid-October and, well, no one has asserted himself as the alpha or it's just, you know, a hodgepodge of guys that are rotating in, not because of their skills, but just because they have to. I, well, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. SD4L writes in, Top five reasons football recruits should pick Michigan State. Facilities, coaches, exposure could add basketball as well. We're going to stick with the football here. Now, this is an award we talked about not too long ago. It was the NIL award that Michigan State's football program got. Actually, I'm sorry, their athletic program got. The whole athletic program. They got the NIL award. And as it was explained to me by the wonderful Darian Harris, no, it's not just education and you know whatnot. It, it is teaching these kids about investments. It is also... You know, being the liaison between some companies here or how to structure these deals as well. Making sure these kids are not just as prepared to go into the world of NIL, brokering negotiations, all that good stuff, but also how to be smart with money. So much financial literacy with this program as well. And that's why they won the NIL award as well. And the money, it's... It's a work in progress, kind of like it is at a lot of athletic programs. I mean, NIL is still new. 
a lot of programs are struggling with it mightily in a lot of different reasons. Some might say it's just because like they don't want to be getting money. Their select department is very anti-NIL. Or some, like Miami, for example, or Texas A&M that are throwing so much money, but it's almost too much where it gets really hairy really quick. But yes, yeah, so eventually Michigan State is working their way to a solid NIL away from the program plan. So that is reason number one. Number two, look, Michigan State is a top 25 program in college football. Like, I don't care how much the other programs in the Big Ten East want to whine and cry about it. And I'm not just saying that because, oh, I really like my team and I want them to be in the top 25. No, like, they're in the top 15 for revenue, all right? Top 20 year after year. Last year, I believe they were 12th. Uh, the fan following on social media, also squarely in the top 25 as well. And when... NIL is a factor that actually means something when you have a very active and rabid fan base. And also just the history of Michigan State as well. Multiple national titles. I mean, just the segregation of the game if you want to go that far as well. But yes, Michigan State, top 25 program in the country. The new facilities, the new Tom Izzo football building, that is well underway, hopefully opening up somewhat soon. You get to play in one of the toughest, sorry, you get to play in front of one of the toughest environments in college football. When MSU is solid, when the woodshed is buzzing, that is one of the hardest places to play in college football. Look, it's 80,000 fans or 75,000 fans. And yes, there are bigger stadiums out there, but it's the way Spartan Stadium is built. I mean, hearing interviews or talking with players that have played at Michigan State, it's a very vertical stadium. Like, that noise is staying in that stadium, whereas other places... You know, they're built almost horizontal, and the noise escapes the stadium immediately. So you get to play in one of the premier venues in college football. And then, last but not least, the fifth reason, yes, the coaches. Uh, you know, especially the position coaches, too. Like, Coach Kapilvic, right, the, the offensive line coach. A lot of people think the world of him, and I'm really excited to see where it's going to go this year with, you know, guys that have been here for a while, like J.D. Duplain and Nick Samak. Can they find another level to their ceiling? And also the young guys as well. A lot of them that we talked about earlier this show. Uh, Courtney Hawkins. I mean, look, even guys like Keon Coleman that had that interview where they said a lot of bizarre things about Michigan State and, oh, my two-year sentence was done, still threw a lot of shine at Courtney Hawkins. I mean, so that's another position group uh, coach that has a lot of NFL experience. So those are the five reasons I got for you right there. Uh, Jeff writes in at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. <laughs> this first one's just a statement. Having Barry Sanders' son on the basketball team at MSU is cool, but also feels like someone rubbed a lamp, used a wish, and forgot to specify the details. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud when I read that, and I'm still laughing out loud right now. Yeah, no, it is cool, but yeah, like it is as if someone said, like, hey, I wish that. That's right, the son of a legendary Lions running back. How... Yeah, it's bringing him to Michigan State. Just, you know, just forgot some height or some agility. Anyway, hey, Nick Sanders, great to have you here in East Lansing. Uh, and then Jeff wrote in a question. Also, if you were a five-star player coming to MSU and had to sign an NIL deal that perfectly fit you, who would it be with? Now, of course, a local golf club would be a lot of fun. I'm a huge, huge golf nerd. Um, and, hey, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I love, unironically, this is not a bit, I love Little Caesars 
almost more than life itself. So that would be a great NIL deal to strike. But if I have to have one that perfectly suits me, give me like Planet Fitness. And no, I'm not saying that I'm this huge workout buff. Actually, it's quite the opposite because look... If I'm going to represent a company, I got to match what they are all about. And yes, there are some people that are members of Planet Fitness that are in great shape. Uh, they really are disciplined. They go there five times a week. They are doing everything right for themselves. But the majority, I feel like, are guys like me. You know, like, hey, they sign up with good intentions. You know, hey, we're going to hit it hard. You go two days a week once and you feel like you're on top of the world and then, uh-oh, all of a sudden, it's been three weeks since he worked out, and, well, okay, I'm still going to keep the membership because I'm going to go back, and really, honestly, it's kind of annoying to try to cancel the membership there, and how much is 10 bucks a month anyway, so, yeah, with the uh, complete and utter ebb and flow of uh, my, my life and fitness and uh, just the kind of lack thereof as well, and then just the, the laziness of canceling subscriptions... If I'm going to take this question literally, an NIL deal that's perfect for me, sounds like Planet Fitness is, is going to be the place for me. Now, I'm sure that they would absolutely hate to have me as a spokesperson after that little thing right there that I just did. But hey, you know what? That's, that's going to be the problem that we get ironed out later. And last but not least, my man Dave. That's right. He writes in, what player or item is on your list that you still want memorabilia or autograph-wise to add to the collection? It's been a while since I've talked about like any memorabilia or anything like this on this show, but yes, if you don't know, I I am a dweeb when it comes to memorabilia, autographs, stuff like that. You know, just collecting and making like a mini museum in your own house. It is a great hobby to have. Yeah, that's what we'll call it, a great hobby. Not a sickness, a great hobby. But what would I like to add? I do not have anything game-worn. Basketball. Or football, I would love to have something game-worn. I got some practice jerseys, you know, like right behind me, hey, Kyle Arns practice jersey from the Final Four year. He uh, wrote a nice autograph and inscription on it, of course, but just something game-worn. And I can't get too greedy, but if it was a big game, like the 2021 Michigan game, or like just about any bowl game, or, oh god, a jersey during a Final Four season for basketball, like, yeah, that... that that'd be nice. I would have my eye on that. Now, the only game-worn item I do have is uh, Xavier Tillman's shoes when he dunked Cassius Winston's um, Big Ten record-breaking assist on that alley-oop. And that's that's a that's a very fun item that I like to look at. A lot of great memories there. I was at that game. So, yeah, it's just looking to grow the game use collection. Um, so if anyone has any leads on that, hey, locked on Spartans at gmail.com. I would love to add an item to the collection. I will pay, of course. I mean, kind of a, I'm not asking for free handouts here. I... Because I know how expensive those game-worn items are, and maybe that's why I don't have one in my collection just yet. But hey, you know what? We'll, we'll work out a payment plan. How about that? So, gang, thank you so much for all your questions. Again, I, we opened up this mailbag last week, and we still got a lot of questions to go through. And if you have any more to add, lockedonspartans at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. You are all the best. Go enjoy the rest of your day. Love you all. Go Green.